Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are rising together by navigating life's challenges with perspective and empathy. No matter what age you are, I think we can all agree that life delivers some rough patches, knee-buckling blows, and what may feel like unsurmountable issue after issue. But guess what? Just like your miraculous body has incredible self-healing capabilities, so does your resolve. The survival instinct is like a powerful toolbox loaded with things like will, problem-solving, adrenaline, logical thinking, just to name a few. We also have anger, fear, panic, grief, care, pleasure, lust, and play. Interestingly, it's thought that the most powerful instinct is seeking, something that we generally give little thought or credence to. This is the instinct that moves us to explore our environment in order to meet our needs. All this to say, hang in there. It may not be as bad as it seems, and if it is, you've got skills to tap into to right the situation and get you moving forward. 500 years ago, Michael D. Montaigne said, My life has been filled with terrible misfortune, most of which never happened. Before you hitch up your saddle feathers proclaiming the sky is falling, let's take a much-needed pause to figure some things out. At Resilience Dynamic, I found some important definitions. Why perspective matters. Understanding the importance of different viewpoints. Perspective is the way that we view and interpret the world around us. It shapes our thoughts, emotions, and actions, and can greatly impact our overall well-being. By learning to shift our perspective, we can gain new insights and find creative solutions to life's challenges. Let's explore the importance of perspective and how it can help us navigate through difficult times. Highly resilient people always seek different perspectives. This helps them avoid being trapped by any patterned ways of thinking, doing, or being. How can you create the space to get perspective? Connect with how to be more. Being present is one of the top three enablers of your resilience. Which of these being present behaviors do you do already and which do you want to do more of? Taking a moment out. Counting to 10 before responding. Going for a walk to clear your head. Watching a sunset or sunrise or enjoying a similar beautiful moment in nature. Becoming kinder to yourself in the moment, no matter what your thoughts are. Doing that hobby or sport that allows you to cut off from everything else. Practicing yoga, Pilates, meditation, or mindfulness. The second step is to consider the conditions you need to get perspective. There are four key drivers. Number one, your energy. How much energy have you got in your tank? If this is too low, forget trying to do anything else other than topping the energy off. Number two, your curiosity. What would be most interesting for you to discover about this whole situation? Number three, the time available. Nothing will change unless you give yourself some time and space to notice for real what's going on. Number four, 
your commitment to doing well, doing right in the situation? How much does it matter to you or to others? Seeking perspective is a fabulous way to get out of the firefighting trap. Perspective plays a crucial role in resilience, growth, and self-awareness. When you can step outside of your own experiences and see things from a different point of view, you can better understand yourself and your place in the world. This can help you identify personal strengths and weaknesses, as well as your biases and blind spots. By recognizing these things, you can work to improve yourself and become a more well-rounded individual. Finally, by understanding different perspectives, you can become more empathetic and compassionate towards others, which can lead to stronger relationships and a more fulfilling life. Let's face it, that's what we're all looking for. Nikki Edwards builds on these thoughts over at Dandelion Development and Training, the importance of gaining different perspectives. When we're stressed or experience stress for a significant period of time, it can affect our perspective, creating a negative bias. Therefore, we focus more heavily on the worst case scenario or the negative viewpoint of every situation. Without meaning to, we zoom into all the things that don't work, missing some of the wonderful things that actually happen around us. This can leave us feeling that everything is wrong and leave us blinkered to the balance. Perspective helps us to understand situations from other positions, to consider other beliefs, experiences, and viewpoints. This gives us a better understanding and greater empathy. It reduces bias, judgment, and reduces conflict. Taking time to keep things in perspective allows you to develop a better understanding of things. See a problem or challenge from different angles to develop better knowledge. To evaluate the importance of something. To keep worries or thoughts in perspective. Let go of judgment and focus on facts. Keep things in a more balanced viewpoint. See the strengths and weaknesses, good and bad, positive and negative. It also allows us to react rationally and considerately rather than impulsively. Supports us to develop a more accurate idea of where things sit. And it helps us be objective and unbiased. When we develop a clearer perspective of something, it allows us to avoid judgment, reduce stress, respond constructively instead of impulsively, develop deeper empathy, gain greater clarity, add to our own personal growth and learning opportunities. An activity that can help us balance our perspective is the five whys method. You take a simple to moderate problem you're struggling with and ask why. For instance, in regard to the problem, why is it happening? Why is it that? Why is it that? Why is it that? Why is it that? Be more like a child, not accepting the first answer. Why? But why? But why? Taking the time to sit with a piece of paper and consider each question carefully allows us to look at each part from different perspectives. With time and practice, we can learn to take a deep breath and find a new viewpoint.
perspective is a big one for me, and it took a long time to see different perspectives. I talk about it a lot, gaining a different vantage point so you can kind of see the bigger picture. You know, there's times in your life where you just can't get that vantage point and you might easily overreact like this is a huge problem or all your problems are the same problem. They just get all intertwined. And you might think you're the only one in conflict, right? You get lost in your own problems and you become very isolated. When you become isolated and you keep playing those over and over in your head, you can be paralyzed to do anything about it. So instead, you just kind of succumb to, well, this is the way it is. This is the cards I've been dealt. This is the hand I have to play. And you might ruminate over and over again in your mind instead of searching for a solution. You know, it's very um, apparent that people can play the same issue over and over again, and they're still dealing with some of the same issues instead of looking for a solution. So think about the way that you navigate obstacles. Like, what do you do? How do you get around them? Is it with additional time? Do you reach out for help? Do you seek knowledge for the particular issue that you're dealing with? Do you partake in prayer, looking for a divine answer intervention? It's important to understand what you do. If we just hit a challenge and stop and that's it, well, then you're just going to load up all these challenges. And it's easy to overreact and not put it into perspective. Like, is this a big deal? On a scale, what would I rate this particular challenge? It's also easy to see ourselves as in the worst spot. You know, you don't want to say things like, there's always people worse than you. I mean, that sounds super negative. But you can say, my challenge might not be the biggest challenge there is to face. Let me tell you about my best friend, Terry. So my best friend, Terry, and I have been best friends. I'm sure I've mentioned her before. Since we were four, that's right, every class, we were in every class together through school. And when Terry was 15, she was involved in a car accident and she was paralyzed. Now, you would think it would be really easy to isolate and get um, really down on yourself. I mean, we went to a small school and... She was the only one in a wheelchair. She went to college to uh, far away from home in order to seek out some different maybe medical help, things like that. But the story I want to tell you is about her friend. So Terry met a friend who was born with no arms and no legs. So just when you think that you're isolated in your problem and nobody deals with the challenges that you deal with, she met someone dealing with different problems that might seem more complex than hers. But it was in that meeting that she just developed a new perspective. Now, this person was born that way. So her perspective was totally different. She never had arms and legs. It wasn't a big loss for her. She didn't know what it felt like to walk around or pick up things on her own. So her outlook was different and therefore could really give inspiration to Terry for anything that she might be going through at the time. So isn't that interesting when you think about what you might be dealing with, and it doesn't have to be 
something as as big as and life-altering as an accident, but it could even be a small problem that you're dealing with. Putting things in perspective. Let me tell you how I do that. It might sound rudimentary, but the first thing I think about when I come in contact with any challenge is, if it won't kill me, then I have a moment to figure it out. That might sound kind of crazy, but many times we are so quick to react that we don't take the necessary time to really quantify the issue and figure out what we're going to do next. We just panic. So I take that moment, if this isn't going to kill me or one of my family members, what can I do next? And then I try to put things into a perspective of, do I have control over this situation? Is this something that I can control? And if I can, what am I going to need to do in order to get around, over, under, however I'm going to attack this problem? What can I do to overcome the situation? So I quickly move into problem solving. I've mentioned it before. I don't like to struggle. I really don't like to be sad, anxious, panicky, anything like that. I do, however, have a moment when I reach a challenge where I might have a moment of, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Then I'm going to quickly move into problem solving. Now, I don't have to sit on things very long before I react. I can, I can get into action pretty quickly. But I do take time to look at the challenge from multiple angles to see how it would be best to overcome it. So I recommend doing that too. And if that's not something that you can do on your own, maybe you can't problem solve or brainstorm about a particular situation, that's time to reach out to someone else. Get it out of your head. Get it verbalized to someone else and ask for help. You may think you're the only one on the planet that has ever faced this, but that's just not true. Think about how many possible situations there are and how many people. There are people walking around right now dealing with the exact same issue you have. And there are people that have already solved that issue. Maybe they've had things that worked and things that didn't work. And wouldn't that be handy to know before you get started? Over at intelligentchange.com, I found some other ideas. Six ways to deal with daily challenges and obstacles. What do you consider as your main daily challenge or obstacle? Do you feel like you're faced with a myriad of energy draining, hard to resolve problems every day? Or do you see yourself as a balanced surfer successfully riding that wave? For each of us, the terms challenge and obstacle mean different things. They can be related to any sphere of our lives, work, family life, relationships with others, self-care, and so on. Some of us tend to perceive things with ease, while others get stuck in draining negative thoughts. There's no universal step-by-step formula that will help resolve any kind of adversity you might find yourself in, but there is something much better you can do. Change your attitude and mindset and start looking at things from a more positive perspective. So here are six ways to deal with daily challenges and obstacles. Always have a plan. If you have clear plans and goals, 
obstacles and challenges become much easier to handle as they no longer seem as chaotic or random. Having plans can help you find patterns in your life and perhaps discover that you're not standing in front of an artificial external obstacle, but in front of an inner barrier. This also allows us to gain information on what would be the optimal outcome of any goal and prevent us from getting lost in minor setbacks. Clearly define what's bothering you. If you feel like you're facing a challenge you need to overcome, the first step towards the resolution would be defining the problem. Thanks to the experimental works of German psychologists in the 20th century, such as Carl Dunker, Today, we have detailed descriptions of the cognitive process necessary for efficient real-world problem-solving. The most important step here is the representation or the definition of the problem. Whether you need to hear a detailed explanation of the problem from someone else or define it by yourself, it's always good to check in with someone other than yourself to gain insight on some of the following questions. What does the situation look like to them? Does your definition of the problem sound reasonable? Did you understand it properly? Bottling things up can sometimes make a much bigger mess than necessary. So writing things down or talking to others can help you regain clarity. Take a gratitude approach. Taking a gratitude approach means not allowing yourself to fall into the trap of negative thinking. Sometimes when faced with a challenge, we fall under the influence of negativity bias and forget that there's always the other side of the coin. Practicing gratitude every day at work, in your relationships, through meditation, or by keeping a journal can help you gain clarity and maintain a dual perspective in every event, regardless of how difficult it is. Each morning or evening, you need to take a moment with your journal and write down some positive expectations and experiences from the day. That way, no matter how challenging your day was, you can allow yourself to acknowledge that it wasn't all that bad. You'll also learn to cherish your challenges and obstacles as overcoming them makes you better and stronger. So they're also something to be grateful for. Seek or accept support. Very often, the only thing we lack to turn the obstacle into a valuable experience is knowing that we're not alone. Sometimes we retreat to our micro-universes and forget that regardless of what we're experiencing right now, someone has been there before us. If you feel like you're stuck somewhere, it's more than okay to turn to your community for support, friends, family, colleagues, and partners. After all, You'd give them support if they were in your position, right? The obstacle is the way. Adopt a growth mindset. Guess what's the difference between people who get stressed out even over minor challenges or setbacks and those who flourish and become better people by overcoming them? That's right, their mindset. Adopting a growth mindset means having a positive perspective and following the idea of lifelong learning. Although the challenges life puts before us can sometimes seem insurmountable, it's usually just a matter of perspective. Believing that hard work can get you through anything and that your traits, abilities, and skills are forever changeable 
means deciding to believe that you're meant to grow throughout your entire life. Getting stuck in an adverse situation or believing that you're simply not good enough to surpass the obstacle doesn't mean that it's true. It only means that you need to move from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset and use those obstacles to pave the way forward. Nurture a positive way of thinking. Positivity is not something you're born with. It's something you need to consciously acquire. Practicing gratitude and adopting a growth mindset is a sure way of becoming more positive, but you can always do more. Focus on your ideal self. Perhaps you're stuck right now, but what would the ideal you do in this situation? Can you remember the last time when you were the best possible version of yourself? What's the difference between that you and this you? Is there something you can retrieve from that experience and use now to inspire yourself to move forward? Challenges and obstacles are a normal part of our lives, and we should embrace them as valuable lessons and learning resources. Clearly defining the challenge you're facing is so important. We tend to lump everything together. But you have to be specific to keep peeling away the what ifs. You know what a what if is, right? It's where we start worrying and we start thinking about we have one situation, but then we careen off in a whole different direction with all the what ifs. Well, what if this happens? And and then we also assume. So we'll say, well, I know this is going to happen and then that will happen. And before you know it, we've got this huge mountain of problems. A wise therapist told me one time, stop the story where the facts end. Isn't that amazing? I mean, really think about that. What facts do you have about this challenge that you're facing? Not the what ifs, not what you expect to happen. This always happens to me. Every time I face this situation, I'm always doing this. Stop all that. What facts do you have right now? It's also important to talk it out. The reason why that's important is because when we keep things in our head, we can build a mountain out of a molehill. Those what-ifs are left unchallenged, and it just continues to grow and build and snowball. So when we talk it out with someone, and maybe we give that person that tool, hey, help me out. Challenge me as if, is this my perception? Is this what I think is going to happen? Or is this really the facts of what's going on currently? Keep me honest about that as I talk through this. And then your accountability partner can say, hold up, that doesn't sound like a fact. Is that what you think? Or is that truly what happened? I've done this before in an exercise and it's really, really powerful. It's important to also quantify a challenge to see where it fits in. Is this something that I have to address right this second? Or do I have other things that are really more important in my life? You know, is this just a branch of a bigger situation or a root of an even larger one? Really peel it back to understand and then sit with it. Time changes perspectives so significantly. When you have a chance to really take some time, talk it through with a friend, and then be willing to take someone else's advice, 
That's so important. Many times we ask for advice, we don't take the advice. So you're not just collecting different perspectives. You have to go into a situation like that open to what other people say. And realize you don't have to solve everything on your own. That's why we have connections. That's why we have support. Lean into your support. You would be there for them. Allow them to be there for you. Over at success.com, Steve Rizzo shares some insight on the fact that you are bigger than any challenge. We can't forget that. If there's one thing I would love for you to walk away with is the understanding that you have the power to experience any challenge in your life as a positive and an opportunity for growth. Notice I didn't say some challenges. I said any challenge. And the way you ultimately experience these challenges is through the thought process. I love the phrase, what you think is what you get. And when I finally learned how important that phrase was, my life began to transform dramatically for the better. If you expect to prevail during rough times, you must understand that it is your current perception of the situation that gives you hope or makes you want to give up. If you're always thinking about how you can't get a fair shake, you'll always feel miserable. It's like the saying, misery loves company. Being miserable doesn't exactly attract good things, does it? If you want to change your life for the better, start by consciously changing what you think and what you say. In every situation, especially during tough times, life is always asking you this one question. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are in any given moment is who and what you will become. Not only will this profound question determine how you'll treat yourself, but also how others treat you. So when you're confronted with a challenging situation or experiencing difficult times and a decision needs to be made, remember what life is always asking you. Who do you think you are? At that moment, you'll enter into a state of awareness. It's not the awareness of a misfortunate or stressful situation. It's the awareness that perhaps you're not feeling right and there's emotional duress in your world. It's also being aware that in this state of awareness, you have a choice in dealing with it and how you respond. Most people go through the course of their lives unaware that their negative thoughts and emotions are steering the course of their lives. Whatever challenges you're facing, whatever your desires are, be it respect, appreciation, success, happiness, or love, it all comes down to how you evaluate yourself in any situation. The outcome is determined by who you think you are. When a healthy outcome seems to be an impossibility, remember to shift your perspective to a productive way of thinking. Anything else is just being a danger to yourself. Know that there is something greater in you that can meet any challenge head on. Say it out loud. I'm bigger than any challenge. Ask yourself, what are my choices here? What will be the consequences if I respond to the situation with anger or fear? How can I turn this around to be advantageous for everyone involved? What will the short and long-term consequences be with this decision I'm about to make? How will it affect my family, friends, and business associates? What can I learn from this? 
When this simple strategy becomes a habit, you will come to know that no situation, circumstance, or person can take your power away from you unless you allow it to happen. The pathway to a successful and happier life is more of an emotional decision than a change in circumstance. In other words, you have to decide to change the way you think and what you're focusing on daily. When you decide to spend more time and energy viewing your life through the eyes of love, hope, and optimism, and less time trying to figure out why you're so unhappy, you will experience a wonderful transformation taking place within you and around you. You can place yourself at the helm and steer the course of your life just by becoming aware of not only the damage you can create, but also the magic you can create in any given moment. It all depends on who you think you are. I urge you to speak life. Have you ever heard that? It's easy to have negative thoughts and criticism rolling around in our head unchallenged. I mean, how many negative thoughts do you have every day? How many times do you challenge that? When I'm having a negative thought, and sometimes it'll run rapid, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, why am I even thinking that? I don't have any of those feelings. Who is sort of taking over my mind right now? I will actually say it out loud, out of my mouth, stop. That is not me. I'm not thinking that way. I don't have those feelings. And then I'll start speaking life. I am healthy and whole. Good things are in store for me today, this month or this year. My family is well and harmonious. My children are protected and thriving. I will notice an opportunity today and I will seize it. I will be quick to take action, helping those I encounter. If you don't stop the negative loop in your brain, nobody else will. Remember, that's kind of behind closed doors. And sometimes we protect that. It's the secret little relationship that you have with yourself that you can just sort of negative talk, break each other down, and rarely pick each other up. So imagine what that's doing to your mental health when that's just sort of left in shreds. Take control over your brain. Stop the negative loop by speaking life. You might think of them as mantras, and of course, those are always great as well. But think about it as speaking life. You could do this in the car, in the mirror, or like me, anytime a negative thought comes into your brain. If you don't catch yourself, then you're using a different part of the brain. If you're self-aware that it's happening in that moment, you're using the front of your brain where you can make a conscious decision to change a behavior. Don't leave your negative loop unchallenged. Take control and speak life. On Habitat for Humanity, I found some good information on how helping others can improve your mental health. With so many competing demands and stresses, it's no surprise that we're all feeling overwhelmed. As a result, kindness can be pushed aside. However, the emotional benefits of being kind to others can be realized if we take the time to do so. 
Alongside, it can make a big difference for those who are vulnerable or in need. Kindness may help reduce stress levels or improve emotional well-being depending on who you're caring for. It also helps with sleep quality. The best part? Helping others gives back a sense of purpose and fulfillment. Kindness is deciding to do something nice for someone or yourself because you feel good about it. Doing good or being kind often entails prioritizing the needs of others over your own. Giving up your seat on a bus or making a cup of tea for a friend can go a long way. According to research, helping others can positively impact our mental health and well-being. It can, for example, lessen anxiety while enhancing one's sense of well-being, self-esteem, and contentment. Indeed, we have the opportunity to help others every day in a variety of ways, and good deeds don't require a lot of time or money. Undeniably, finding the time to help people when everyone is busy can be challenging. The upsides of giving, on the other hand, can be enormous. Nonetheless, even as critical assistance to those in need, worthy causes, and the community, you have potential advantages. Helping those in need can help you maintain a healthy mind and body. Furthermore, a sense of purposefulness can help alleviate stress, combat depression, and keep you mentally active and engaged in your work. It is true that the more you help, the more positive effects you will experience, but helping others doesn't have to be a long-term commitment or require a lot of time out of your schedule. Even small acts of generosity can benefit those in need while enhancing your well-being and contentment. These might be surprising benefits of helping through volunteering, but it makes you feel good. Positive emotions are associated with acts of kindness, according to research. Thus, helping others can strengthen our social networks and motivate us to get more community involvement. Because of this, our self-esteem will rise due to the experience. According to some research, helping others may promote brain changes linked to happiness. Another benefit is it keeps things in perspective. A new perspective can profoundly affect people's outlook on life. Evidence suggests that being aware of our acts of kindness in addition to our gratitude can help us feel more positive and content. Good deeds can give you a more positive outlook on your situation. It improves the world because even a small act of kindness can spark a chain reaction. It helps us connect with new people. Committing to an activity with a group of friends you already know is a great way to meet new people and deepen the bonds you already have. As a result, you develop closer ties to your neighborhood and access a broader range of social and recreational resources. So it's best to learn how to have better social interactions and build stronger bonds with others through volunteering. It relieves stress, anger, and anxiety. Helping and interacting with others can positively impact your mental health. Connecting with another person is the best way to relieve stress. It has also been found that working with pets and other animals positively affects one's mood and mental health. Alongside, volunteering helps alleviate the symptoms of depressive disorders. Aside from that, it keeps you in touch with others regularly and aids in developing a solid support network, both of which reduce your risk of depression. 
Researchers have discovered that helping others brings pleasure by improving hormones and brain activity. Nonetheless, helping is ingrained in the human psyche. So when we give, our happiness increases. Undoubtedly, the more you do for others, the more it impacts your well-being and mental health. Those who show kindness to others reap rewards long after the act is ended. And it's true for both the giver and the receiver. Also, to boost your self-esteem, it's a good idea to spend time and effort making a positive difference in the lives of others. It would be best to start finding reliable volunteer organizations where you could extend your help. So imagine how beautiful our world would be if people began helping others deal with their problems as a primary coping mechanism. It could lead to a culture that brings people together and strengthens their bond of friendship. How many times have you felt empathy for another human situation? I bet I don't have to give you much time to think about that. And no judgment here. But how many times have you acted on that feeling? Let's think about it. What's preventing you from taking action? Now, you don't have to join the Peace Corps or start a charity to get involved. You can look within your own community. But let me tell you about Hope Fire. So Hope Fire is a charity that helps people with the immediate need of financial relief while helping them create a more sustainable living practice. Currently, Hope Fire is supporting an orphanage in Kenya. So let me tell you how it came about. My husband received contact from a pastor who also owned an orphanage in Kenya. Now, at first, he disregarded the communication, thinking it was spam or someone's attempt to just get money. But he hung in there, and as a result of this feeling to take action, a relationship evolved. And we learned more about what was going on in the situation in Kenya. That was over two years ago. And since then, we've helped that orphanage of 44 orphans. At the time, I think it was 23, but they've grown to 44. We've helped them with weekly food. We just completed a well. We're working on a fish pond for sustainable food. And next will be shelter. But the most important part of it all is love. We were able to extend love even across the globe. Now, there's so many people in our own backyard that are hurting, and I do understand that. But what happened that day is Ivan reached out to us, and we said yes. We answered, and we took action, and we got others involved. Now, as I mentioned, you don't have to create a charity to put forth an act of kindness. Look for somebody in your area that might need help. Look for somebody when you're at the grocery store that might need a word, um, help out with their groceries, getting something off a shelf. Look to your neighbors. Maybe it feels safer to go with an organization that's already currently established and vetted out, and that's perfectly fine. We have so many in our area, and I'm sure you have them in your area as well. Look to those volunteer organizations and get involved. As I mentioned, it's a great way to connect with people. When you can work alongside like-minded people who are all trying to do good, I mean, imagine the energy in any project. It can't be bad, right? As far as time, 
that's just a matter of perspective, right? You might not have a moment to spare, but I bet if you reorganized your priorities and took a look at where you're really spending your time and what you're getting as far as gratification from that time spent, you might be able to carve out a little extra time. I urge you to do that. If you want more information about Hope Fire and the work that we're doing in Kenya, you can visit www.thehopefire.org. That's thehopefire.org. If you want to share encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, take a moment before you react to put each challenge you face into perspective. Reach out for help with problem solving versus isolating with your issues. All boats rise when we lift those around us. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone through until the path was clear. That's when I found you. How I wound up here. All I needed was a rock that I could lean on. All you needed was something beneath your wings. We might be seeing things from different points of view. But that don't mean a thing You and I, we were made to be I was made for you, you were made for me Let it happen naturally Things will work out fine, just you wait and see star out but it was shining bright so i held you in my arms with all my might it felt good to be in love again i didn't want that night to end but all i needed was a little motivation all you needed was a light to guide the way we might disagree until we drive each other crazy things should be There was only one star out that night, but I made a wish for you.